Uh, welcome to episode 109 of the Off and Be podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and suck some titties. And um, so earlier, I was at the lovely grocery store, Kroger. Um, in case anyone gave a fuck, but you could probably put two and two together. Um, and I was getting a few things, but most importantly, I was getting shampoo for these lovely locks of hair. Because I felt locked out of heaven. Um, and, you know, look, prices for shampoo and body wash are pretty weird. It's pretty kind of absurd and overpriced when you really think about it, but whatever. Not the point here. So I was getting me, I was looking at some shampoo. I always like to mix it up, head and shoulders, axe, um, you know, fucking old spice. Basically a mixture between the three. Sometimes go cheap, go the suave, Rico. Um, Uncle Rico. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of, uh, yeah, so, um, I'm looking over, you know, by the shampoo, they only have like one small area for us men and the girls get like two and a half aisles of, oh, do you have this type of hair? Do you want this type of sea salt in your shit? And we just get half of a third of a section of like, hey, you got three different old spices, four different axes, and then you could get your expensive lumberjack uh, fucking redwood Harry Styles, not Harry Styles, One Direct, but actually, it's called Harry, and it's like $8.99, but whatever, and then, if you ever pay close attention to labels, you'll start thinking like, are we, do they really think we're that fucking dumb, and I felt triggered, I gotta admit, I felt, wow, they must really think I'm that stupid, as LMI would say, do you really think I'm that stupid? It's funny how all at the all of the end of is it LMA or LMI? You know, I've been tripping, I've been tripping. At end of every one of her songs, she does like a ten minute little monologue. Just, do you really think I'm that stupid? I didn't know she was British. Um, but anyways, back to the shampoo. It's a sham and it's poo poo. Uh, had to do it, but yeah. On the label, it was Axe. I remember that. It was a body wash, but not just any body wash. It was face and body wash. First of all, anything that goes in my body, lathered up, I'm going to assume can go on my face. Because last time I checked, my face... Is a part of my body. And when I'm talking body. Um, ah, Jesus. But yeah. When did the face become separated from the body? Now look. I understand there's face creams and stuff like that. But you know what? If you put face cream on your arms. Your arms aren't going to deteriorate or get some crazy rash. Okay? So it got me to thinking. Are there really body washes that you can't put on your face? And should we just always assume that just because it's a body wash, in quote, doesn't mean you should put it on your face? Um, I don't know about you guys. And then, if you're one of those people that are like so delicate and so intrinsic of the type of shit you put in your body because you care about every little ingredient all of a sudden you care about some red yellow tin dye in your body wash but you drink fucking soda weird as fuck but okay um it's funny what we choose the line the trough of what's important to us and i'm not gonna buy this six dollar body wash i will pay 15 bucks because i know this is better for my skin it's like i don't know you still smell pretty below average um you still reek of bitchiness but it's it's fascinating to me like one is it does that mean when it's the body wash and does that mean that it doesn't always go in your face 
Um, for one, two. How fucking stupid. No, hold on, let me rephrase that. Um, sorry, I'm a little slow right now. But why? Like, you can't... Sorry, you... I'm sorry, look. You can't shop at a Walmart or Kroger, these department gro- grocery stores, and have standards. Alright, you can't sit here and be like, I'm gonna get a uh, fucking... Uh, make sure I'm gonna get all natural oils and all natural this... It's like, look, man, you shopped the Kroger, you threw your morals of what's in your body wash and shampoo out of the window. And it's insane when you pay like 12 bucks for shampoo, which I guess if you're talking about keeping your hair good and shit, maybe there's something I don't get, but I don't know. My hair has always been fine. Um, my scalp has always been scalpable, whatever the fuck that means. I've never had dandruff. Um, I don't think I've ever had lice. But... You, you can't shop at the Kroger for shampoo and start having these crazy standards of, well, you know, this one has this. It's like, look, you're at Kroger. You want that? Order online. All right. I don't know what to tell you, but it's so fucking like, yeah. Did you think I was not going to scrub my face? And honestly, I don't think most people really put body wash in their face like that. Like, that's a weird process. Like, sometimes at the end, if you have a little left on the loof, you stay aloof and just, you know, get on the cheeks a little bit. You know? Well, that's kind of weird because you're probably rubbing one cheek and then 28 seconds later, getting the others. But those are the same dudes that, like, I'm not putting my mouth down there. Once you, you know. It's like, yeah, dude, eight dudes have already been in there. You, it's like, it's okay. You don't have to be a clean freak. Be a nasty one, as they say. But then, oh, I'm not putting those in my face. I was on my ass cheeks. It's like, all right, dude. Whatever helps you sleep at night. But yeah, body wash and face wash. Apparently, got to keep them separated. Hey, tune. Huh, talk about an offspring of choices there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, it is 10.05 p.m. February 9th, recording this, in case anyone needs to know the time of day I do this shit, which is all over the place, um, kind of like Luke Holmes, doing this all over again, because when it rains, you're, you're just poor, when it rains, you're just poor, okay, um, you know who likes rain? Actually, when you think about it, you know people that like rain, me included, poor people. We love it. I've never heard like a rich people. I never heard like a person who lives in an eight hundred thousand dollar house. Like, ah, thank God it's a rainy day. Today. Oh, it's such a beautiful. You know who likes beautiful sights? Poor people. Because it's for us. It's it's just a it's a sight to remember. I think poor people like photographs, like Nickelback. By the way, been on a Nickelback binge recently. I know you're thinking, oh, wow, that's too bad for you. <laughs> but it's not too late, too bad, so wrong. Um, but yeah, maybe someday you'll come around. I don't know, when I listen, I'm just feeling way too damn good. Oh, uh, Jesus. Um... But, you know what? I guess that's why I've never made it as a wise man. Couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Now we're back to the show. Ah. Feeling like back to the essence of what the show's all about. Nothingness. But yeah. Um. When you think about poor people. We love rain. We love the sights. We love, we love things that are just... Oh my god. Just this feeling... Of, of, uh, was it, uh, nostalgia? Or when you think of rain, you just think of, oh, I just want to lay in bed and have an excuse to be a lazy fuck all day. I know that's what I think of. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to drive. It's wet outside. It's my day off. I, I just want to lay in bed, watch Netflix, have my booty rub. Well, not my booty rub, but 
you, you get the Instagram post I'm making here. Um, I just want my booty rub, eat chicken tenders, uh, swallow a Slurpee, and just uh, get beaten. The just get beaten, you know. Just uh, feel alive, you know. On this rainy, cozy day, and I just want someone for dinner. Made me some beautiful white pasta with some shrimp scallops. Nothing fancy. And for dessert, he drives 45 minutes to Cheesecake Factory and gets me a precisely sized slice of cheesecake. I hope he drives 45 minutes just to get me one slice of cheesecake. Not a full, not a full thing of cheesecake. Now I make the trip kind of worthwhile. You know, you don't have to worry about getting dripped or getting dripped. <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting gypped when you get the whole cake. It's like, well, if you get gypped, you know, that's a, that's a oval circular issue. That's a that that's pre bake. That that's hey man, woo. We're cutting back. Not like eh, we're gonna jip this guy and then this guy reaps the benefit. Instead of getting sixteen slices of the cake, we could get eighteen to nineteen and get an extra twenty bucks a cake. That's called net profit, baby. Um but yeah. It's like nah. Not nah, hey, how about how about I just pick up dinner and bring it back though? Nah. Just one slice of cheesecake, cause when you're willing to go that far for something so small, it shows me a lot about you. It's like, yeah, it also makes me feel a lot about myself. And it's not great. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but yeah, anyways, back to the story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I believe things like rain, um, like rainy, cloudy days. Um, random, well, random snow days when there's not a lot of snow days there. I think that's a little bit different. Um, but like things that happen pretty often and we want are like sunsets or like the beautiful or like a, like the half moon shit. It's like, it happens once a month. All right. Like it's not that damn special. Rain happens four days a month, approximately, probably more. It varies. Sometimes you go through streaks where it's like an eight-game hitting streak, and other times it's Chris Davis 0 for 58 streak. Like, holy shit, man. Skin's getting a little crusty. Um, there's, you know, there, there's just, I, I think, and by poor, by the way, I'm not saying being poor is bad, because I am part of the poor people community. Technically. I don't feel poor, but reality is you look back and like, hey, you know, if I was like, on my own, which kind of am, but not really, if you're being honest, like, but if I was, like, completely just, like, dropped off in the middle of somewhere and be, like, go get it, tiger, I'd be, like, oh, shit, I can't afford shit, so you think you can afford a lot when you're in kind of comfortable positions, and, but when you're really just, like, thrown out on a raft boat, like, castaway, and or like Life of Pi, which by the way, what kind of genius would make a movie about a tiger being on a small boat with a kid? Like you really think that tiger's not gonna eat that kid when they're stranded? By the way, never saw the movie, but based off, if you make an hour forty minute, I'm gonna assume the tiger didn't eat the kid. Otherwise, why would it be rated PG? Just a thought. So I didn't need to see the movie. I know he didn't eat the kid. But realistically, come on. Oh, but it's for this. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Um, sound like just like a cheap movie they can make, but make enough profit, which, hey, it's called net profit, baby. Um, it's just a little bit, you know, like rainy days, sunsets. It's the moments in life that are free, right? It's like, yeah, but in order to get to those moments to see it, you know, you had to drive 40 miles. As gas money, you probably picked up something for lunch. It wasn't really free. Like, life's not a MasterCard commercial. It's priceless, you know? I mean, you may use MasterCard and, you know. See, that's the beauty That's the beauty of, you know, the old, you know, you don't really see a whole lot of credit card commercials. But back in the day when it was like Capital One, MasterCard, American Express type of shit. Man, like, they were so good with the commercials, and obviously, I think credit cards, for the most parts, are really a scam. I really feel like you can survive and get everything you could possibly want in this world if you just make a lot of fucking money, which is typically the answer to everything. Hey, just make a lot of fucking money, and you'll be fine. A lot of your problems go away when you make a lot of fucking money. Not all of them, 
But damn, good portionable. But just because you don't have money either doesn't mean all your problems are really a problem to begin with. Ooh, it's all in your head. Anyways, but the these uh the, these commercials were mastermind. They're saying things like priceless. It's like really, okay, Mastercard. If if everything is so priceless, how come there's a price of interest attached to everything? Huh? There's interest in loans, which is basically a credit card is basically like, all right, I'm going to assume like most people use credit cards because they can afford, but they're trying to build credit or it's a little bit more than they would want to pay at that particular time. They feel more comfortable in the couple weeks of making sure they have X amount extra in their account and feeling more comfortable and paid off in two weeks and all is fair in love and war. But of course, of course, there's. Typically what happens is people that, oh, you sign up for a credit card or you sign up for a financing plan, like, you know, a car, just like, you know, financing a car and shit. Probably one of the biggest scams in history, by the way. Part of the scam. They got me. Um, it's it's one of those things where you can try to sit there and be like, ah, shit, where the fuck was that? Sorry, I'm a little droopy. Um but, you, you know, you could try to sit there and be like, oh, this makes sense. When you really think about it, it's like, you probably shouldn't have given me the, like, not given me because I seeked out. It's not like you called me and be like, hey, uh, I heard your Pontiac Sunfire engine blew out, so just come by. Like, they, they, they're not knocking at your door. But, hey, we're a big super, super store of cars. We're typically a go-to place. We're a common place that steal from the young youth. But hey, it's not their fault. The system is, I wouldn't even say it's a terrible system, but look, there's flaws to everything. But there's also a lot of good because honestly, without it, there would probably be a good portion of people who don't have a way to get to work. So we can bitch about financing. We can bitch about credit cards and stuff. And does it fuck a lot of people over? Yes, but typically it fucks a lot of people over because... You know, financial literacy, not true and truly understanding it, which probably goes back to schools. But hey, we're not going to get we're not going to dial that information to the public schools. Um, even private schools, they don't really teach it. A lot of that, I guess, comes from, you know, parents and just observations of things. Um, and look, good credit. Here's obviously this isn't a financial podcast. But news break, newsflash, you can actually build your credit pretty significantly without actually ever using a quote-unquote singular credit card to regularly, because you're not really buying things, you're technically just putting something down and then paying it with real money later. So that's a dumb thing. It's like, yeah, I understand, like, yeah, okay, all this stuff builds this virtual number that means a lot in society. But what if the credit score thing means absolutely nothing one day? Like when you talk about crypto and money, what if it just goes away one day and the credit score is like, hey, all this shit was just bullshit. Credit scores actually don't determine a whole lot about someone. It doesn't actually determine if someone's going to afford some eight years from now. Like the fact that, you know, and I, I was listening to something about the mortgage crisis 2008 the housing crisis and you know obviously it's no secret but i understand like financing huge amounts they literally had a where if you could just if you just had a decent credit score and you could prove you had x amount in the bank account you could assign for a 106 percent financing plan which literally means you finance everything plus the interest potential and all that shit Basically, you didn't have to put a single dollar down on a fucking six-figure, some seven-figure houses. Exquisite houses. It's like, you know, and we. but here's the thing. And it sucks, but without those opportunities, and obviously not the $600,000. If you, if you could get a $600,000 house, you know, to be honest... You're probably well off in a lot of ways, like, but let's just say the average person, 200, 250,000, right? More realistic, you know, um, that there's, you can get, 
the thing about it is, realistically, people, most time in those houses, without financing, would never be able to get that house, right? So financing offers this opportunity, but of course, like anything, people are going to capitalize on it, like face and body wash, capitalization. Um, and it's just, it goes to like, all right, there's pros and cons to everything. And I've come around to at least accepting that financing is not mortgages and shit. It's not the worst thing you ever created because without it, we wouldn't really, a lot of people wouldn't have homes. A lot of people wouldn't have cars. A lot of people wouldn't have anything of importance. And credit cards are important because what if you can't pay something? What if you're two weeks behind on a check? And then, boom, $3,000 repair on a house that you own that that mortgage is going to have to be paid plus whatever the fix is because HOAs are fucking douchebags. And if you don't fix it, we're going to sue you for more money and give you notices to add more bullshit for no reason. And, oh, by the way, just because I'm a douchebag neighbor, all those cars in your driveway, I'm going to, you know, complain about that too. And if you don't, we're going to charge you more on top of these property taxes that are absurd fucking douchebags um but yeah because like they fucking give a fuck what their neighborhood looks like when their whole yard is filled with their dogs shitting on all in it with these santa claus ho 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 whatever the fuck it's like bruh i'll shit in your yard at least mine will be full formed um, but yeah, I'll drop a good shit, you fucking dickwads. Um, I know who you are too. Anyways, whoo, got personal. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's okay. Financing is, financing credit cards, I get it because like, you know, the, you don't want to rely on credit card for emergencies, but that's why they're there. Emergencies. If you got to pay something that's not ideal at the time or a little bit above your budget and you can only pay X amount, but not all of it. Right. It's like there's a protection barrier. Like, OK, if you do this, we'll be fine. We got you. It's when you don't. Credit cards are really credit card companies are really like the mafia, man. Like, hey, man, you pay it back on time. Your family, we love you. We'll do business with you. Anything you need, we got you and then some. Yeah, you know, you want to buy your kid a toy Jeep? Fuck it, here. Oh, you paid your mortgage. Ah, you know what? Here's an extra couple hundred bucks for the year just for being with us. You know, we're just going to throw money at you, which is probably your own money that we're just giving back to you. But whatever. Um, <laughs> it's when you, hey... Can I get an extra week? Oh, you you need an extra week. Oh, yeah, about that. Yeah, you know what? We can give you the extra week, but I can't promise that there's going to be a 40% interest hit on it. So that $200 thing, eh, now it's going to be like 360 just to be a pain in the ass. You know, nothing crazy. Um, But yeah, that's how it works, baby. It's like. Well, that's, that seems a little bit like it doesn't make it's like if you if you offer someone money like a loan, right? It doesn't make sense to offer someone money and be like, I need it back in a week. It's like, obviously, if I'm taking if I'm taking three hundred dollars from you, well, take it. But let's say I'll ask someone for three hundred dollars and they give me three hundred dollars. Like, hey, man. Like, the first of like, you need to give that back in a week or we're going to have a problem. It's like, obviously, if I'm asking you for 300 bucks, chances are I'm not going to have your 300 bucks in a week. I hate to break it, dude, my friend. It's like, Chandler, you know where I work. You think, I, you think I'm just going to, like, be making 300 bucks just to give back to you when I don't have other shit? And God forbid if something else happens. And by the way, you could say, well, you shouldn't be in that position to begin with. Fine. But... Doesn't really help with anything. Now with credit cards, but you have thirty days, blah blah blah. I'm not gonna get into the deets, but the credit score thing is so fucking dumb. It is literally just a three-digit number. Well, if you're in the, I'm gonna assume most of you have three digits because if you have two digits, 
hey man, I don't think there's any coming back from that. You might as well just default, bankrupt, call it a day, wrap it up. I don't care. That may be the only case. If you have a double-digit credit score, I don't even know if that's legally possible. I don't know what you would have to do. Because I feel like at a certain point, they would just stop... They would stop giving you things that could potentially drive down your credit score that bad. But, like, you would need, like, I even with Jeff Bezos' money, you may have a little trouble with a double-digit credit score or something. But, like, hey, man, I understand you're, like, the second wealthiest person, like, in the history of America. But, um, this credit score thing, man, I do not know if we can... I don't know if we can, you know, trustfully let you finance this $55 million house or this new property for your company that's going to make this city billions over the next decade. So, yeah, but common sense would take over and be like, actually, credit score, eh, sweep it under the rug. It's not really relevant here because the benefits of what's going to happen of approving or letting whatever happen. It's going to be much more beneficial than being stuck in your ways and stubborn and be like, we would, Mr. Bezos, but the credit score, not feeling it. That way, and by the way, bragging about your credit score is one of the dumb... Like, literally, you're bragging about that. You just care to make optics look better. Because when you really look at what credit score is, it's really just... Look how much I'm mindful in keeping the optics of this up. It's like, I don't care. Look, you could brag about your 780 credit score. And what, is that like 40 points higher than mine? You're doing all that shit about credit score. But, you can't do shit. But, what the fuck do I know? Um, So... Could you imagine going to a restaurant? Um, I call this salad gate. Yes. Um, could you imagine going to a restaurant? And I've always found this weird because this isn't actually a new thing. I've been to restaurants before where, you know, they kind of like you can only get this if you, you can't get you know, you can't get, like, specials to go. They have to be dining. When it's, like, a dining real restaurant. Like, oh, you can't get the lunch special for six ninety five when it's typically, you know, $13. And order it and then just take it to go after two bites to say you ate it. Um, it's like, nah, like, nah, like, I get that. That's not good for business to have people... Because it doesn't really, because then people aren't going to tip. It doesn't help the whole business in general. And it's, I've never understood, like, I'm not a big go-to dining restaurants and take it to go, like, from the jump. I'm not, obviously, you eat, you have food, take it home, pay for it. What I'm talking about where you order it to go curbside, whatever the fucking proper term is these days. Um, it's so weird, like, I, I could never go to, me personally, I could never go to a Chili's, or a TGI Fridays, and just be like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna get to the, I'm gonna get these chicken crispers with this corn and this ribeye, some steak fries, and, you know, whatever the fuck you would get these days, and you know what, to go, it's like certain things shouldn't be eaten to go, alright, like, Getting a steak to go, getting a steak, a cooked steak delivered to you, like that in a plastic house container, essentially, like, come on, what are we doing here? It's not the same. But anyways, so there's a situation, there's this hibachi place, and typically I don't like to get two personal stories, but it's a funny one. It's lighthearted, but real. So apparently with this hibachi meal, you can either get a soup or a salad. It's included in this type of, in this hibachi meal. You get a soup or salad, whatever. So typically, I don't eat soup, but typically get salad. So we got salad, but cool, cool, we got whatever. Then 
my uh, sister, she got, she was getting a to-go order, right? She, she wasn't there, school, stuff like that. And I saw on the menu, because my mom was getting, like, I was like, hey, I don't think you get that salad to go. It says dine-in only. She's like, ah, whatever. So she told like, and then the waitress like, oh, we can't do the salad. We can't include the salad in to go. But we can add the salad to your order and charge you extra. Which is dumb. Because one, it should just be kind of reducedly taken out of the price anyways. But if it's not included in to, to go, then I'm assuming the reason it's because you're uncomfortable sending lettuce out to go, like, which is weird, because you know what, if you go to Taco Mac and get, like, one of their Southwest or BLTs or their oversized unhealthy $3,000 calorie, or $3,000, calorie fucking salads that is barely a salad at a certain point, and you get it to go, guess what they're gonna do, they're gonna let you take that $15 salad, eat it to go, and you know what, if you don't eat in time and the lettuce goes bad, that's a you problem. I don't know now. I don't know why the reason you can't take the salad to go. At first, I thought like, okay, this is their way of keeping the special in house. But then when she said, but you can add it, you can add it. Essentially, pay an extra three bucks, I guess, for this small three pieces of iceberg lettuce salad, and you can add it, and then we'll give it to you. It's like. So why do I have to pay extra for something that's included in the meal to take it to go? When it's either included or not included. You know what? You don't even have to reduce the price that I can't take it. Fine. That's cool. It's not cool, but it's cool, right? But don't say you're invalid. But you can if you want to, you know, throw in a couple bucks and actually pay for it like we're not paying for it when we're there it's like yeah look some of these like a bot you're like 19 20 bucks we're paying for it in some way or the other and by the way bang bang shrimp can you add a little bang next time to it all right i've had bang bang shrimp granted when i did have it kind of overcooked the noodles were really uh what's the word i'm looking for not great Cheesecake Factory. A lot of Cheesecake Factory references. Not only in this episode, but it seems repeated. Seems there's always an experience there. The Cheesecake Factory experience. Who needs a Joe Rogan experience? You know, they're honestly, honestly, I could probably just have a podcast like that could go like a thousand episodes of the of every of just Cheesecake Factory experiences, and it would probably be more interesting and more detailed. And more hilarious than this podcast. Not that that's saying much, but it's saying something. Uh, but yeah. Um. But, but <laughs> I was just sitting there like, huh? And I started thinking like, the funniest part though, honestly, is mom. Mom texted my sister. My sister was like, what? Like, what is this? It's like. How, it's like, how can I not get a salad at an abachi place? This is inhumane, essentially. She basically said, this is a ripoff for a salad that's like, again, three pieces of iceberg lettuce, some shaved carrots and shaved purple beets, cut the beet, and some, you know, watery ginger sauce that tastes good. But it's always unsatisfying. It's always unsatisfying when you actually finish the lettuce and there's just this bowl of liquid, like greenish, reddish sauce at the bottom. And you're like, I kind of want to slurp this like it's some milk at the bottom of a cereal bowl. But I don't really know what's in this ginger sauce, to be honest. But whatever. And by the way, now they're trying to like portion control the yum yum sauce they used to just bring it out like it was in a soy sauce bottle and now with soy sauce they came there with half a fucking thing like the so- yeah i've never been to i've never gotten a soy sauce bottle at a restaurant where it wasn't at least three fourths 75 plus percent full 
This one was like 40%. I was like, oh, they're trying to pour. They think I'm just going to drown this bitch. Or I'm going to like pour some in a cup and take it home. It's like, bruh. Not that. It's like I didn't even use like more than like four or five droplets. But it's the principle. It's like, oh, hmm. We're just shaving. We're just shaving. Just trying to fuck the customer in the ass at every turn. And I started thinking, it's like, ah, you know, my sister's over here. It's a ripoff. Then I started coming around like, you know what? I think she's on to something. Not only, it, it's not a ripoff in the conventional way of the food's not good or without the salad. I'm not paying, you know, 15 bucks or whatever the hell it was for hers, you know? But it is a ripoff in the fact that it's a ripoff in the sense that the only reason why we can't take the salad to go is because we as customers, we just accept that there's these things and we don't question them or we don't challenge them. We just assume like, oh, it must be bad for because it's not like, oh, we can't send lettuce, any type of lettuce into go orders because, you know, of potential hazards or whatever the fuck. Or potential like contaminate or or like if salad goes bad and someone gets sick because they don't refrigerate it properly. Like because you can't just heat up salad. It's not really how lettuce works. But that's not the case because again, hey, if you just add extra and pay for it, it's like, what are you like? Are you punishing that person for not being there? Sorry, you know, she had something to do. It's, a, it's like, oh, if you don't eat here, you don't, we're going to make you regret not having the dining experience. It's like, the dining experience is pretty bland, but I don't care. The food's good. That's all that matters. I don't care. Like I said, the presentation is whatever. It's bland. You have a bunch of like 23-year-old college kind of graduate girls in there. And, you know, they're cool, but, you know, it's whatever. But I never feel like when I'm no, I never feel like I get extra treatment there. I never feel like I get excessive on the top refills. But they're always nice and generous. But I'm not a nitpicky guy. It's not like they were asking me how. It's not like she went over to asking how my day is. And oh my god, it's such a great day on this earth. Even though it sounds corny and cheesy, I always appreciate the effort, even when I don't pay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Honestly, when I don't pay, I expect, I like, for some reason, I grade a little closer in my head of, like, hmm, you know, are they, are they refilling? Are they being attentive? Are they just disappearing for 35 minutes and coming back, like, hey, you ready for the check? So, you know, I can get you the fuck out of here and make my hourly rate, you know, manageable for a living. It's like, look, you're going to make more being at this table for eight minutes in a total hour and a half span than the average person does working at the job where they're at doing something for 60 minutes straight. All right. You've come at this table, refilled our teas three or four times simultaneously, brought us some non bang bang shrimp, made our food good or brought our food out, brought the check. You did your job well. All right. But don't sit here and rush and have some sense of entitlement. And this is where I like, I'm starting to think I'm becoming an old man. I'm starting to sound like a douchebag. But I know what I mean. I mean, like, I res- obviously, look, I respect all waiters and waitresses. But, you know, the more you think about it, man, it's like, you know, it's like if we broke down how many minutes you actually spent in front of our table or working on our order, like, if we really thought about it, it's no more than, like, if you're at a restaurant for an hour 40 minutes. Because, you know, they come in, they greet you, drop your napkins. What do you like, you know? It takes 20 seconds for everyone to say they want water, sweet tea, or mojito. Alright, go back. Alright, I'll be right back with that. That was a total of 20 seconds. They go make your drinks. That's maybe a minute or two ordeal if it's not busy. They bring back your drinks. Yeah. All right, you guys ready? Anything? All right, we'll say at the high. Like, if you have a group of six or seven people, the ordering process can maybe take two and a half to three minutes at most. 
most time everyone knows what they want. It's around the clock. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. All right. You go put the order in. So here's one breakdown. Like they make, and then a couple times, get your refills. Very attentive. Very attentive. And it's like, uh, six to seven minutes of actual dealing with me type of work. And you're going to get tipped more than handsomely. But you're going to have the entitlement and the attitude of, oh, Jesus. Not that that happened here. But it's like, I'm, I, I think we're, if we, I hate to go the Jeff Bezos route, man. Because Jeff Bezos literally views workers and employees as nothing. Like, he literally just looks at it as depreciating assets. I'm not even joking. His words to people, anyone that's worked with them, anyone that's been around them. He literally views employees as People who production will fall off eventually, which is a natural. It's like, yeah, when you're working people 11 hours with no water, yeah, production is going to dip a little, my friend. Dehydration kind of almost kills people. It makes people move around less. You know, you start getting cramps, bad knees, your body breaks down. Yeah, of course production is going to dip. It's like, that's like gaslighting to the highest extent. I don't understand why you can't walk. It's like having drinking water in 14 hours. It's like, and it's like, I never drank water. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, you're also on TRT and on a $500 million yacht and paying these bridges, which at least he's paying for it, and paying these bridges to, hey, can you, can you like readjust your whole infrastructure to lift it up? So my, I don't even think his yacht's that huge, but it's just the style of yacht and the amenities in it. It's like, just to go through here, this bridge that we don't have to go through. Like, we, he can literally go anywhere in the world. I don't even know where this bridge is, but apparently there's a lot of controversy because I believe in, like, 2014, they already, like, realigned the bridge and stuff like that. And it's not good to constantly re... And it's, like, an historic... There's, like, a historic... Uh, not content, but there's a historical... Uh, you know, adage, there's historical things to the bridge that hold meaning to the locals and everything. And this guy's like, yeah, fuck your history, man. Money is history. In case you, in case you need me to remind you, my friend. <laughs> uh, that, that's why when people say, oh, money doesn't solve all your problems. Like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos, I, I will say one thing I appreciate about Jeff Bezos that he doesn't try to relate to us common people. And I appreciate, you know, I, I really, I really, the big, one of the biggest turnoffs for me is when people try so hard to quote unquote be like us, be normal. Like you see actors and, act, and by the way, if you are normal, you just are. You don't have to go out of your way to talk about I eat tacos and cheeseburgers. It's like you just eat them. And you don't eat them for clout. You don't eat them to make you feel like you're one of us. You just do. And I and I think even Taylor Swift's kind of come around. Like, you know what? I hate the braids here. I'm not. I, you know, before, I mean, the only thing she kind of relates is she always has boyfriend problems. And it comes in her music. But look, man, you see her house in Rhode Island? Yeah, look. She, uh, I, I, think, I think she's not like the rest of us. She's fine. And having money and having shit doesn't make you not normal, necessarily. But I appreciate that Jeff Bezos is like, look, I'm not going to pretend I'm like you. We're not the same, bud. We're, we're not playing on the same field. <laughs> you lift, like, you lift bridges. I pay them to lift bridges, okay? <laughs> like... <laughs> But, like, you know, you'll have a, and I don't want to, but you'll have, like, actors and actors, but specifically, like, like, I'll just say that, like, Jennifer Lawrence, she went through this whole thing for a period of time where she was like, oh, my God, I'm so unbalanced. So every time she goes on an Oscar, she trips, quote, unquote, and I'm not saying she planned it the first time. I certainly do think the second time. Um, she's had incident where she trips on the red carpet, trips going up the steps, and then plays this, and then an interview, like, I just like cheeseburgers, I just like this, and I'm like, okay, 
I didn't, you know, I, I wouldn't have assumed you didn't like cheeseburgers. I wouldn't have assumed you didn't like quesadillas. They start naming basic foods that 98% of people on this earth fucking enjoy, especially Americans. Like, good luck finding a person that doesn't like buns. <laughs> You're not going to find anyone that doesn't like buns, by the way. <laughs> but not even me. Cheese, you know, you got the vegans. Well, they have vegan cheese. There's so many substitutes. Like, even now, even if you want to say the pure vegans and the anti-meat, now they just eat fake meat disguised, even though there's technically still kind of some real meat in there. Um, Beyond our control. (laughs) I thought I was going to say it. No free sponsors here. Beyond Meat are sponsored today. Uh, To above and beyond. Buzz... Buzz your taste buds light years from now. Um, Make your kid the same way you feel. When you eat beyond any of our products, just know that you are beyond taken care of. We go above and beyond all the steroids infused additives that, let's just say those not so fondly Meat distributions due to their meat. Because we are beyond your expectations. Now, here's the thing about our product. Yes, this is pure verbatim of the ad read. Um, this is beyond our verb... This is, what the fuck does that say? Okay. Alright, I'm just going to skip that part because... Apparently, beyond, you know, they, they could they could make a lot of distribution of very questionable but very good taste of meat, but they can't, uh, they didn't take the time to actually, you know, spell check. Um, hopefully, they spelled check their packages. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, beyond me, a little goes a long way. And, well, at least that's what I tried to tell her. <laughs> um... <laughs> Speaking of, uh, well, I guess you could say my meat is beyond Batman, Batman and beyond, um, because it's highly, that was a highly underrated show, but yeah, beyond, oh Jesus, okay, you know what, you get it, beyond meat, go get it, go to your local grocery store, it should be by the shampoo, by the way, if meat is by the shampoo, I don't know what to trust less, the shampoo or the meat. Think about that. Um, <laughs> talk about being out of place. Apparently, we got to keep face and body wash separated, but not face and meat. But okay. But yeah, I appreciate the Jeff Bezos of the world that just like, hey, man, you know what? We're, we don't live the same lives. And. You know what, that doesn't mean he, when he sees a common person on the street, he's going to look at them and just, ha ha ha, and just, like, fucking honey, and shrink them with some new technology that he has. Like, but, you know, he's like, look, we live different lives, I can do different things, I'm a man of power, and for anyone that says it's so wrong what he's doing, guess what, man? If you had his net worth, you would be doing highly questionable dumb unremarkable unscathing unethical shit as well i'm not saying him making all these accommodations even though he is paying for it not that that makes everything right but there are a lot of people who would just not enforce the city's hand to accommodate them or they're gonna fuck your city up if they have that much like type of say and power in society which he absolutely could do he could be i don't know wherever the places the city or state that this bridge thing is taken up but i'm pretty sure if he has amazon distribution centers he'd be like oh really you don't want to lift this bridge hmm um okay how about we just close down the amazon shop which is about like i don't know 28 percent of your economy right now the highest your second best is like three percent um oh and all those people just lose jobs and they could say fuck you and they storm your capital your capital wherever this is your mayor's office and then they set your place on fire and they hate you 
All because you wouldn't lift a bridge for me. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to avoid all that. I'm just going to pay for it out of pocket. Which, I mean, look. I don't know what really out of pocket means for Jeff Bezos. Because I feel like any money is his money. I feel like it's all in pocket. Um, But, you know, he's a... I appreciate the fact that... Look, man. This dude's on, like, some steroid TRT. The dude's getting jacked to the gills. Ah. Jesus, I felt like I just stole more play to more dates term. I didn't mean to, but he says it so much. It, it, now it's, it, let's just say he, he is great. He is getting legitimately jacked. Not like, oh, he's fit for his age. Like this dude's got like, oh, the body composition. It's impressive. And maybe now that he stepped down from his position, he has more time to do pull-ups. He has more time to go on yachts. <laughs> And honestly, what are you going to do on a yacht? He probably has a gym in the yacht. If I if I have a $500 million yacht, I'm having a full-fledged fucking gym. That's better than any Planet Fitness, any LA Fitness you have, any Gold's Gym. He probably has a Gold's Gym in his yacht. I don't even know if all that, well, I don't know. Because if you have a lot of weights and barbells and, you know, metal weights, I doubt, I doubt um trying to sink your yacht... <laughs> I'm pretty sure having basically huge ass anchors and weight on your yacht um, is actually good for the yacht. Um, yeah. And I think the funny part is people automatically assume just because like, oh, like whoever is the captain of his yacht, whoever is the captain of his yacht, like if he's in that thing for months at a time or year round. People probably think like, oh, well, since Jeff Bezos, he probably just gives them like $10 million. Like, nah, he probably get, he probably, he probably, he probably knows what the average captain salary for any person of that magnitude with a yacht. He probably knows what the, he, he probably even more extreme than us. He probably knows what the, he probably knows the exact average of what a captain pays. And he's like, all right, you know what? Every couple months. I gave you like a 2% increase. He's probably that precise with it. He's like, dude, you just spent freaking $80 million to lift this bridge, but you can't, you know, give me a couple hundred K a year. He's like, uh, nah. And, you know, kind of like well, with people in your food, you shouldn't play people, you shouldn't fuck with people uh, who are, you know, literally controlling the thing in the biggest body of ocean whatever what the fuck does that mean clint you know you time like you you shouldn't piss people off or in charge of whether you sink or swim <laughs> like but hey he's in such good shape who knows he could probably swim like fucking 100 meters 100 meters isn't that far to swim but you get the jizz yeah i appreciate people who I hate the term act your wage. I I think that's a really di- because I don't believe your wage should determine how you speak. I think respect should be pretty universal for the most part. Because there are people who just make a little bit of money and they want to talk down to people actual wages. Like that person you told actual wage trains MMA and can choke you out and fuck your wife in the ass in front of you, and there's nothing you could do about it. And it had nothing to do with his wage. So I'd be very careful who you tell the actual wage. Um, because let me tell you, all that waste shit doesn't matter when real life steps in. Because here's the, here's a beautiful thing about money, and also thing beautiful thing about money is that you can you know obviously like you can afford security protection and shit, and a lot of money can afford you to put yourself in protected environments, not put yourself around dangerous things, but. It can't protect you from everything. And real life will set in. And it can also, I mean, honestly, having a lot of money honestly opens you more for a target type of shit. By the way, the CJ McCollum trade to the Pelicans, weirdest fucking trade I've ever seen. Um, I I never understand these trade rumors where like they've been talking about trading a dude for four years. All this build up and everything. Dude's like, actually, I'm pretty happy here. And... It's like, wait, you trade me, and this is the fucking shit you get back? Jesus, fuck you guys. Like, this is all you got from me? It's like the Blazers made all this build up when we trade CJ. We're going to get 
this top 12 player and this and that. It's like you got fucking seven bench players. Three of them you're probably going to trade in a week and a bunch of useless draft picks. And you expect Damian Lillard to be like loyal to the soil. That's that's a term, by the way. That's I didn't make that up. That's literally a saying I've heard recently. Loyal to the soil. Um, yeah. It's a dumbass fucking... Uh, but anyways, um, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. Not gonna lie to you. Not gonna lie. Uh, let's see. I was talking about boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. Act your wage. It's one of the dumbest terms, but there's actually people that think like that. And anyone that says actual wage, if you ever notice a common theme, they are people where if they didn't have their quote-unquote wage as the, like, one of the only qualities they may technically have over you, they would be, they would be absolutely bitches and pussies and cunts. Yes, I guess I'm talking about dudes right now, but... By the way, you've never heard a extremely rich person. I know a crazy this Like, you know, extremely rich people tell you, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm a millionaire, billionaire, whatever the fuck. It's, it's, it's that in-between dude who's not really like, I could retire today for life type of rich at the age of 40. But he's like, oh, I've come across some investments in fucking screwing people over in the housing market like those are the type of people say actual wage well you weren't telling the people you were giving loans to the actor wage um because they were way out of their range and wage <laughs> it's about waging your bets on that um it's just it's just weird the term actual wage I w- you know, I wish, I, I just wish, on a wrong day where I'm irritable, I, you know, I, I hit my thigh too much on a metal rack and I'm already irritated, I bump my head on something, and I wish some dude would come up to me and we get in this, I'd be like, hey man, act your wage, but like, first of all, you make $1 more an hour than me, go fuck yourself, literally means nothing, and that dollar more you make an hour than me, we work the same amount of hours, so let's just say you make 40 bucks more a week, 160, child support's 320, last time I checked, technically, I'm still making more than you, so go fuck yourself, um, it's just, the actual, I, I just wish, like, that's one of those things, like, I don't even personally take it, because I don't view money and wage as a classification of who someone is top to bottom, could it say something about them, I mean, if they're one of those people that constantly complain about it, I guess. But I'm not, you know. But act your wage. I just can't wait till those people hit the unemployment line. I'll be like, hey, act your wage. And technically, they can't say shit because at that moment, they're literally getting nothing. So you should act like a scum of the earth, right? And that's where we got to be careful. But obviously, your wage can afford you a lot of things, no pun intended, but all pun intended, that someone who doesn't can. But the problem is is when you make that your whole self-identity and you want to demean people who don't quote-unquote make as much as you. Um, When that becomes all you're about, it's like, okay, when we can go by that. But basically what you're saying is you'll suck the dicks of anyone who makes a single dollar more than you. That's the, because that's that's the classification you have set, right? Anyone that makes more than you can talk down to you. That, I guess that's why like it's really it's really triggering and uncomfortable when you go to, you know, low, you know, people say low income, low skilled jobs like fast food or you know, whatever. And I'm not saying you got to sit there and pat people on the back all day just for working. It's like, but someone's got to do them, right? Um, you, not everyone can have a master's degree. And if everyone had a master's degree and they're working these low-level jobs, 
I would say that's a problem in society more. Typically, typically your skill set at the end day will probably wind up somewhere, I guess. I'm not an expert on that type of shit. But that's why it's really like when you see someone who, let's just say, I don't know, like a, it's, you know, obviously you can have like the doctor. And I'll be honest, like, just this is just my personal observation from working at a coffee shop. Not gonna shout him out, Duncan. Um, back in the day, typically doctors, you know, people that are probably making six figures. You know, obviously, look, you could find exceptions. Look, man, you work at Dunkin' Donuts, man, because you got irritated people. You're dealing with people who actually become kind of a coffee addicts, like, and people think, oh, it's not a big deal. It's like, but it does when it literally you start seeing them change they become like um and honestly you see a lot of people with like real addictions and shit coffee is like a part of that they kind of offset that shit so you come across you come across a lot of different people you want to talk about real melting pot in areas where it's not really melting pot go to duncan go to coffee shops where high business on weekends you'll see every type of person in the world just saying, um, and probably not different from most jobs where it's customer walk-in type of stuff, but getting to the point, my, my experience is actually like doctors and nurses and dentists, and even like veterinarians, they're probably not making crazy money, but you know, they're helping, you know, they probably make a decent living, like they're making, and they're typically one of the more patient and maybe that comes from their job where you're required to be patient. The skills require that. Now, the thing about it, it actually makes sense. Like, you're typically doing something like kids. And it's obviously done with kids. You have to be patient. Them being frustrated and screaming and yelling. And you're dealing with the irritable customers. So there's that kind of compassion thing of understanding. And they treat someone who's making eight, nine, ten bucks an hour with grace and understanding. As long as you know. They're being generous. I'm not saying the employees being a douchebag just sit there and be like, I understand what you're going through. It's like, nah, like, nah, someone being a douchebag, like, it's kind of okay to kind of be back. Like, or at least be like, hey, can you, can you not take that out on me? I'm just here waiting the order. <laughs> and I, I'm always pro defend employee more times than not, but. I haven't even come across it, and I because I've worked with like some employees, like they take previous the day of customers out on a customer who is not their fault, and then it happens vice versa where customers come in and take shit out on you that have nothing to do with you. That's just kind of the world we live in. It's never going to be perfect, but it's good to understand that. But it's it'll be like uh, I don't even want to say specific positions because I don't want to generalize people, but it'll be people that are like technically in society a level above you but they're really like one firing away from the job that technically being at your position and they get the slightest bit of power and they become the biggest ounces of douchebags yes i said ounces because they even deserve the biggest pounds they're just ounces of douchebag and they become like, oh, like this, not the, oh, your job is this. Like they start to, I was like, actually, I'm doing the job of three to four people right now. Um, you just walk around and look at people and look at a computer to say some shit to see if it looks right. It's weird how like most jobs, the higher position you get of management, it seems, and I know we don't know everything's a point. It just seems like, oh. This is why they try to want you to move up. This is why they try to tell you. They're actually doing you service. Like, hey, the more you move up, the less work you actually do. And you get paid more. <laughs> um, So, yeah. And it seems like the higher up you get in position. Not all. Because there's obviously good. There's obviously people in position that they work hard and stuff. And, they may, and it's maybe different. It's the stuff you don't see. But in terms of, like, in the trenches, bro. Like, on the field. Like, it's like, it, there's this, like, I, I think you become very judgmental of other places when you become, I don't even know, like, a manager, assistant manager one place, and you go to another place, 
that not even close to your fill requirement, but they're technically below you. And you hold with such stark, like, uh, you hold you hold it with such stark conviction of how, oh, well, if I was here, this wouldn't happen. It's like, actually, you're probably right. This wouldn't happen because no one will work for you because you're an absolute douchebag. And the only reason why people work for you where you work is because, like, hey, the pay is whatever. And you probably don't treat them the way that you would treat people who you feel are below you. That's why the actual wage thing is always an uncomfortable thing to see. Because it's not even coming from people who would be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, you're not even positioned to tell me to act my wage. You are, you are one, you are one, like, layoff away because... You are one layoff away from being unemployed for four months and being right here with me. So, cool your jets. Alright? And that is episode 109 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, leave a review, suck some titties, and hopefully you didn't make it to the end here because I stopped listening after like 32 minutes. That was my tap out um but yeah have a great day whenever this is posted you'll like you'll you'll get it you get it when you get it 109 oh jesus face and body wash like seriously are you fucking kidding me oh jesus oh jesus